Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Somewhat Damaged. Joining John and I this week, Joe Bartnick. You might recognize Joe from being on tour with Bill Burr, Lisa Lampanelli, and a slew of other big shots. He's the host of the Puck Off podcast, talking everything hockey and comedy. Get ready, buckle up. And we're back. What's happening? What's up, Joe? Sorry about that. You got to see my nice profile view while I was driving. <laughs> like I was your like I was your fucking Uber driver or something. Yeah, you're like uh, you know, you're 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 a masochist driving in New York, man. Oh dude, I love it. I love it. It's a fucking seventeen dollar video game for me at this point. Oh last week, Joe, I, I went into the city to go to the uh Knicks Laker game. I know you're a hockey guy, but I I I needed to go to that game and I live in Southern Connecticut and I thought if I left three hours early, I would make it to the game. No problem being 45 miles outside the city. I showed up in the middle of the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that Connecticut trip is not, you know, what's so funny is like the last couple of times in the last couple of years, I've spent time in like Western Connecticut. It's like you're in Montana. Yeah. I never knew. <laughs> It's like, I've only seen like, you know, from Hartford to New York, from Hartford to Boston to like, you know, that the I-95, it's like every house has like stone walls around it. Like they're fighting the Hessians. It's pretty nuts. <laughs> you know, they're still stuck in the civil war. It, it is pretty wild. Like you'll, you'll drive, especially if you're like on the Merritt Parkway and you're going really anywhere, the entire parkway is lined with stone walls right that are just in the middle right. of the woods and i have for the 20 years i've not 20 but 15 years i've lived here i'm like what are these stone walls that go for like hundreds of miles and i mean it you must know? no i have no idea it's the wildest thing they're just you know like three four feet high stone walls and they just go for miles it's why it's like what people did before cable they just carried stones around yeah. connecticut built walls <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there what is uh yeah go ahead. no no so what were we you were what were you doing out here shows with bill when he did the shows out this way on like the farms and stuff during the summer yeah it was like woodstock man it was nuts they there's a place they just built like a they built like woodstock out in connecticut he, we did like four shows um i don't know where the hell was that because we parked and then they put us on a golf cart for like three more miles it was nuts but they had yeah. regular they had bands there too you know it was like the pandemic they had right. bands then they had bill but yeah it was crazy we did um because i think you you guys have done like uh you know the regular fairfield connecticut club sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so we did behind yep. in the in the valley like in the God mud so, Emilio for putting that all together over there so uh, joe i live about a mile from there Okay. Right. And that, I, I think what they did back there was pretty genius where they threw it behind the pool and they had, you know, you guys come out and, you know, great people throughout the summer last summer. But did you, anything strike you as odd back there, like very specifically strange? Anything come to mind? Uh, no, I mean, it's kind of Bill's story, but he was making fun of those people's houses and the guy actually like lived, was like watching the show, enjoyed it. And then right. like he came out and scolded him. Like it wasn't the show. Like, why are you saying bad words on the microphone? It's my backyard. <laughs> yeah. I know that person. Like, thousands back there. Lady, I'm doing a show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that room's always crazy. You know, yeah. I mean, I've done the regular one a bunch of times. It's like, you're in the, 
you know, where they put out the free breakfast buffet. You're yeah, doing the show yeah. there. So yeah, that, yeah, it's yeah. always nuts. But, you know, lobby of that. I always like, you know, 300 bucks and a train ride is always worth it for me. So sure. I wish I was bigger than that, but I'm not. But, you know, so what I was getting at, if next time you come out that way, um, around the pool by that hotel, there is a, a statue of a man laying down by the pool. It's like this huge bronze statue, and it's a person, except the head is a bunny. So it's like a 10-foot-long statue of a person laying, like, sunning themselves, but it's a bunny. You it's, know, that kind of sounds familiar, but... I've just 25 years in this business and 50 years of doing drugs. I don't know. Like, I think I've seen that 20 different places. I'm sure. Right. And I, I saw it on a bunch of it dead sounds shows. familiar though. Yeah. That's wild. Anyway. So how are you? <laughs> we just jump right into it. We crazy. Yeah. Shit. No, that's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing great. You know, yeah. no complaints. How's no the complaints. hockey season treating you? You had a good Thanksgiving, man. You fucking, uh, fucking eat up a lot of food. I spent Thanksgiving in the Newark Hilton eating wings. Wow. What? You really, picked, <laughs> you really picked the spot. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, well, I, I did. Um, I closed out Don Jameson and Jim Florentine have a big blowout outside of Philly. Yeah. And it was an amazing show. It was awesome. We did like 45. It was just a great time. We had the best time. And then I had to be, I flew out of Newark like 9 a.m. the day after Thanksgiving. So it was like, where could I go where to be back to Newark by 6 a.m. would be, I just ruined, you know, Mrs. Versey driving me the train at 5 in the morning is not a good time for anybody. You know, my Thanksgiving was ruined. So I just had to enjoy that gig and then just, that'd be it, you know? Yeah, that that actually is a, yeah, a pretty cool show that Don and, and Jim do. Um I saw that you were down there. That was that was that was cool. Well, I gotta yeah. ask you, are you are you used to kind of like ruining your holiday a little bit just for you know like for shows? Like how, like I mean, you, you spent Thanksgiving. I mean, I'm sure the wings at the Hilton were phenomenal. Even though you were in Newark, the best place for Brazilian uh, food, and you didn't even take advantage of it. Well, it was one of those hotels where like, you know, could I walk anywhere? Oh, I don't <laughs> think so. Yeah. It's like three months because when Don picked me up, I'm like, oh, okay, the Wawa's pretty close. Tomorrow I'm going to go get a Wawa's because, you know, a sandwich from a gas station just says Thanksgiving tradition. Sure does. Um, <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, well, it says single do- dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'll do that because, you know, the up, you know, the wings were not cheap, but yeah, I have cash. But I was like, oh, I'll just take a walk. Get out, get out of the hotel for a little bit, you know, take my edibles and take a walk. And then in the daytime, I'm like, oh, this is just the side of the highway. Like, there's not even a median. And then we look like the guy in the Skid Row video, like walking around New Jersey by myself on Thanksgiving, like in the freeway. Like, nah, I'll just eat the wings at happy hour or whatever it was. But I'm at a, and Thanksgiving, I, I don't know, I'm 52 years old. Every holiday is just like, holidays are for kids. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I'm not, Interesting. Yeah, I like that. I, I, like I don't that. get too worried about the holidays, you know. And I knew my sister you know, said, you were an hour and a half away. It's like, yeah, I'm an hour and a half away. Like, it's too far to go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see your fucking kids. <laughs> oh, I, I love her kids. I love her. It was just, it just seems like, you know, when you travel for a living and you don't got to travel, it's just like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm 50 something. I can sit in a hotel room and watch food that made America great and enjoy the shit out of myself. And, yeah. You know, I know. Relax. Me too. 
I, there's, I like, I, you know, up until the pandemic, I actually traveled almost every week somewhere and there was nothing I liked more than just sitting in a hotel doing fucking nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I got really excited for, for Greg to be like, I just, it's like nothing more than sitting in a hotel room just doing lines of blow and just fucking watching infomercials. <laughs> no, I... Because that's what I like to do. The last time I was in New York a couple months ago, that totally happened to me. Because uh, I was I was supposed to... I was hanging out with some people and uh, my, a friend of mine who, like, this friend gave me this. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then I'm like, yeah, me and so-and-so will do it. And then this person actually got invited to the Met, which I guess is a big deal. I'm like, the Mets are playing. It's like October. They're not playing. Like, no, it's the the Mets and Gala or something. Yeah, the Met ball. Gala. Yeah. So I ended up having like way too much of that stuff, but yeah. I'm not going to waste it. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? I know exactly when you were in town because you were in town for – Bill, I remember Bill was in town, Dave was in town. It was the 9-12 show. Was that around the time period that you were there? Because the Met Gala was that Monday. Um, well, I was on the East Coast for a month. So I was yeah. in and out of uh, all kinds. Of, so I don't know. Yeah, because I, I the only reason Bill I say that. City. Okay. I was with Bill in Atlantic City, and I was back in New York doing shows. And I was with Bill in Penn State, and I was back in New York doing shows. And where did we end? I, I did like three straight weekends with Bill or three out of four. And the whole time I was either back in New York or doing shows like in Jersey or Pennsylvania or I, it's so funny. But the funny thing is, right. So I'm just like, I'm just nailing this. I had, I, I was just gripping in this Uber. <laughs> <laughs> then, I, then I almost bought like a $200 shirt in LaGuardia. Like this shirt looks good. Like, hey, <laughs> been to the new LaGuardia but it's yeah. like it's like you know how most new airports have like a long a, a mall and then yep. a long walk yeah yeah that was like a mall and then a long walk and then another mall and <laughs> I'm like thank god I'm gacked out of my mind I've never made my flight <laughs> the only reason I think we the Met Gala so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh, the nine twelve show that Pete Davidson had over at uh, wherever it was, over at Madison oh, Square yeah, Garden. Oh, yeah, I was at Verzi's. Yeah, I was maybe going to go there, but they were like, oh, this retreat. I'm like, I'm going to go hang out with Verzi. Yeah, well, here was, was the thing. On that weekend. Afterwards, we all partied at – because Chappelle did that fucking – does his party afterwards, right? Uh-huh. And I walk in the door, and – my guy is there and I'm like, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, I supply all the rest of these people. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so then I'm- for him too. <laughs> right, so then I'm, so it's like Pete, Machine Gun Kelly, who are all going to the fucking thing the next day. And like, I remember going up to him, he's like, yo man, he's like, I wouldn't, he's like, he's all excited because he would never have been there, like seeing Chappelle and everything like that wasn't for you. He hands me five, five of them, Joe. I, did not go to bed until Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> and he's talking about like a madman. Last Wednesday. Yeah, last you don't have that. That's when you know you're getting old when you have spare stuff of that. You know, if I look at my drawer, I found some spare coats. Yeah, it's oh. so crazy, man. I mean, like, I had to slow down after that, but I'll be back on the wagon before the end of the year. Hey! <laughs> it's, it's fun every now and then. I mean, I just never pay for it. I think that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's a waste of money. Yeah. That's, 
It's fucking oh, pricey really- now. One twenty-five. <laughs> I mean, not. <laughs> why am I telling? Why am I telling? You know, it's funny, Joe. Before this, we were just talking about how our Thanksgiving was. I actually, I actually had the opportunity, and I came out to my parents finally this weekend which is cool. And they were really cool about it. But I love how we're going from me being like, oh, it was a great experience. And hey, if you have, uh, you know, somebody that's a, you know, you know, closeted and your and your friends or family, you should really take care of them to be like, yeah, we were doing massive blow fucking two weeks ago. <laughs> the only two people uh, in the world that John was closeted to were his parents. <laughs> pretty much. So, so you're, so you're, you're out. You're, you're a homosexual. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm bisexual, but oh, okay. it's, yeah, it's taking well, me that's years. Like cho- that's like chocolate milk. If there's chocolate in the milk, it's chocolate milk. You're in. You know, that's the way it is. Good for you. you know, every, every, you. Door is, every door is open. Yeah. yeah that's, I mean, listen. Bastard. Ian, yeah. Fi- <laughs> Ian Fiden says that the door that swings both ways swings most. <laughs> but I'm pumped. Yeah, so that's how John spent his weekend, which was nice. I, he's uh, out, 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 laughing. Yeah, yeah. I thought he passed out for a second. So you guys are just in different parts of stand-up New York? Is that the way? It's like a, it's like when the college football game day when they spread people out, even though they're in the same building. Yeah. Yeah. We're, back we're, to you, Greg. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> it's, our, it's our COVID protocol. Oh, really? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm actually in the club. He yeah. is. That is a fake backdrop. Pull the pull the green screen down. What's it look like? What's behind you? It's right. Now? Not a green screen. It's a it's a good Zoom background. Is what it is. Wow. You're fancy. Yeah, I have I to hang up my post. My my. Pictures. Who do you got back there? Who, what uh, I got? Uh, well, Lemieux. Uh, Lemieux. Lemieux signed jersey he gave me, and then uh, Gino Malkin. Got it. So obviously, growing up in Pittsburgh, you're a pe- you're a Penguins. Um, yeah. Yes. That, that's your team. So, how many hockey games do you go to a year? Um, it really depends. I'd say between eight and ten. Oh, so just a hand, a couple handfuls. That's that's cool. Well, you know, I do the. I mean, I'm I'm. You know, it's at night, so yeah. you know, you got to go to. I got to do stand up, but you know, usually like two or three Penguin games a year. Uh three, maybe three or four Kings games a year, and then a couple on the road here and there. Usually try to hit the garden once or twice. Right. What's your favorite arena? Do you have one? Um, you know, it's just going to sound like such a homer pick. Besides besides the Penguins, it's got to be the garden. Yeah. I mean, it's the garden. Sure. 100%. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. But Staples I, Center's nice. They're all nice. I'll tell you. The, 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 Bitcoin.com now, actually. Isn't like Bitcoin. Yeah, they changed. I'm still gonna. I still call the San Francisco Giants Stadium Pac Bell. It hasn't been Pac Bell since like 2001. <laughs> I thought well, I call it Candlestick. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even know it was a Pac Bell. <laughs> That's how stupid I am with planning. I lived in San Francisco whenever you know voting on it. I vote against right. it. Like, oh, it's gonna be so much traffic. It's gonna be an eyesore. I went to like every single game for like five seasons because they're on the day. Yeah. And it's like the best. Oh, I love that stadium. As soon as I leave town, they get three World Series. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it's, you know, because I, I went to the Garden last week for the game, and I, I hadn't been in a, obviously a long time, and I forgot how awesome it is as a place to to see a game, right? Like, and I had Nick season tickets for 10 years, 
and I was spoiled because it was like the, the 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 best Nick years. It was mid nineties. So oh, absolutely! I had, I had yeah. killer, like it was the best Nick years in the history of the Knicks, besides the early seventies. And you know, the energy in that building is just unique. And I, you know, I've been to probably forty different arenas for different you know hockey, football, baseball, whatever. And there's just something about the Garden. You know, there's very few yeah. stadiums that that have that. You know, Fenway, Wrigley, um, you know, the Garden. You know, it's I would just have a hard time finding that same vibe going to the Nassau Coliseum. <laughs> well, Joe, you know, the Nassau Coliseum was incredible when I went there a couple of times. Just regular season games on, on a Thursday night, they felt like playoff games. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just there's something about, the, I guess, being on Long Island. I mean, they, have, they got that, they got that new, they kind of like redid and everything. But my question is, Joe, you know, you do arenas, but you also do, you know, a show for, you know, hundred people in the breakfast nook of a Hampton Inn like what shows do you kind of I mean besides money like what what are your favorite shows to kind of do do you like doing the big arenas and and, and being able to see only the first 10 rows or do you like something where you know you can kind of get to know the audience and have like 25 30 people in the room? Uh, that's a very good question you know it's this is like I'm just I guess like a spoiled brat but like Every show with Burr is the best because his crowd pays so much money to see him. And some of them know me. And they're just, when you perform in front of people that jazzed yeah, for stand-up, like, you know, even though you know, just had a great show at the Improv and here and there, and they're fun. But people aren't like, oh, my God, I'm going to see Bill Burr. Right. And this, you know, and who, oh, oh, Barton again, that kid, yeah, it's like, it's just, yeah, the energy is just electric as opposed to like the guy in the back of the, hey, everybody, make sure to tip your weight staff. We have, you know, Gene Pompa here Wednesday. And, uh, all right, you ready for your MC? Here he is, so and so. And then you know, you're the fifth guy in the lineup. It's a little bit in your, you know, between, you know, this this person's, you know, with an axe to grind and that lady with an axe to grind is right. solid. Solid you know, Flappers uh, impression there. <laughs> but I, oh, I don't. Flappers. I'm kidding. Flappers are the only places I don't play. Uh, uh, but um, no, it, I enjoy both. I, I'll tell you the truth. If I'm not with Bill, I really just enjoy headlining because that's just fun. Because a lot sometimes people come. A lot of times they come out to see me, or if they don't, it's like you get to dig in yeah. for like 45 minutes to an hour. I, I like them all better than just your 10, 12 minute spots for sure. Did you do the uh, the show at um, Red Rocks? I did. Yeah, I did the first one. Bill did it twice. I I did the first one, and G, uh, Dean Del Rey did the second one. Yeah, yeah. I saw Dean Del. Rey. How how was that? How how is that as a as a venue? Like I've never been there. It's been the one place I really am dying to get to. And I saw that he did those shows there, and I'm like, wow, that that's pretty fucking cool. It was one of the top five. My, it was one of my top five favorite shows ever. Wow. Uh, or venues ever. Yeah. It was, in, it was incredible. It was, and it, I think on TV, it looks huge. Like you're at, you know, any, in like Star Lake or Shoreline or one of the big outdoor right. venues. And it, they're really packed in there. Like it's like a church. It's like very okay. narrow. And um, it just, the sound was incredible. It was a perfect night. We ended up smoking cigars on stage after the show, yes. watching all the raccoons. That's right. I saw that video actually. <laughs> what uh you, so you got I mean I know you guys are cigar guys like what's I'm a cigar guy too. What's uh what's some of your favorite smokes? I you know I I would be I'm an, I'm ignorant. I I just like I like them like light-skinned and smooth. 
<laughs> so like John, that's how John likes his guts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, you know, I usually have Virgil. Yeah, what about this one? Like, oh yeah, I, I just go in the in the, the places like that looks like a good one. Right. I am picking one I like. Yeah, I'm pretty naive on all that stuff. I yeah, because Bill and Verzi are big cigar guys. Uh, Verzi, yeah, well, Ver, they know, you know, they know what they're talking about. They're no, right. no one's as big as Bobby Kelly. Yeah, Bobby, and he, Bobby is this. And me and Verzi gave him his first cigar. It's like it's like we hooked a crack addict. You know, wow. now it's like he shows up places with a suitcase of cigars. They brigade, they give him more. He's like a walking <laughs> humidor. What uh, do you do a dip? Do you do like uh, do you do like a nice little cognac or a little like scotch? They, they do the dip. I like the, I like whiskey or rye. I like rye whiskey it. the best. Yeah, I'm not. You, I never went scotch. Some of my friends went scotch. To me, scotches taste like like mulch. I feel like I'm doing landscaping work. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a scotch kind of guy. I like that. I'll do a nice, like, nice single malt. That's like my favorite. Get one of those cigars and like, you just dip the bottom tip in it. Oh, it's a fucking, it's a wrap. It's you know, wrap. Bill does a thing where he, he, he drinks like Coke or uh, orange soda or root beer. Cause they, some guy taught him like the sweet against the smoke is really good. It kind of is. Huh, interesting. It's, it's like interesting, but you know, I love my booze. So I, <laughs> I got to tell you, I, I owned, uh, four cigar stores in the distribution business for a while and went to in a million cigar nights across the country. Never saw anyone drinking orange soda with a cigar, but that, that sounds like a pretty good fucking idea. Yeah. I mean, he, we did, he did it in Israel. It was wow. epic. Like one of the best cigars ever. Yeah. Right, wow. on, right in the Mediterranean sea. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy rye whiskeys. I enjoy whiskey. All right. I enjoy beer. I enjoy tequila. Yeah, tequila. Not much, that, not, not much booze I don't enjoy. You know, it's, someone asked me that the other day. They're like, what kind of alcohol don't you like? And I actually realized I only like a few types of alcohol. When I was going to think, I, I was like, well, I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like that thing. Really, all I like is scotch and tequila and beer, of course. But yeah. I, that's the only, and I, I went through a huge scotch phase where, I mean, I was tasting everything buying a ton and then i just one day lost my taste totally for scotch and it transitioned right into tequila and i can't get away from it oh good tequila is amazing that's what i shoot tequila usually yeah i usually shoot tequila because i usually have a whiskey and a beer in my hand so i mean there's shots like well i'll have a tequila <laughs> i haven't i haven't i haven't touched gin since i've been yeah. since about 21 21 is the last time i touched you and that was 17 years ago because I've always had this feeling that I've always got this thing in my head that gin makes me sin. So I don't know how I'll be. So I, I, I was thinking about cracking open gin actually on New Year's Eve, and that's going to be my drink. Well, there you uh, go. Start the New Year off right. Yeah, exactly. Start the New Year off with a hangover. You know, exactly. The fucking you talk about, <laughs> about scotches when I was part when I was working working at the Punchline, and you know answering phones and uh, being the door guy, and you know starting my career in comedy. Uh, we used to always get invited to scotch tastings. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Like a Johnny Walker and yep. this and that. It, it'd go like smooth to, you know, to the to the, the fire water and they meet in the middle and that's what yep. it would be like. You'd be like seven alcoholics and then like 400 <laughs> yuppies. Yeah. And then always give you the stuff like before the dinner served after the tasting. Maybe like 500 people throwing up in the lobby because right. they couldn't handle all the free booze. And like us were like, yeah, give us more. We'll take more samples. I'll tell you a funny right. story. When when I had these stores, this is now 20 years ago, we we used to do a lot of the um, pairings for Johnny Walker. 
in, in New England. So they okay. would invite us to go to all of those events, like the scotch tastings and all of that stuff. So, you know, we would bring cigars and they would be, you know, giving scotch to all the people that were there. And they would go through like four to six of their different label scotches. And at the end of the night, there'd be all these like quarter full bottles of scotch just like <laughs> laying around. So me and my partner would literally just go through and and refill bottles and go home with like six different bottles of scotch after all of these things. Right? And <clears throat> I can't say that every time every bottle of scotch wound up with the right mix of the same scotch in it. So right. we would have like a bottle of scotch that was like Johnny Gold, Johnny Black, Johnny Green, all mixed <laughs> into one. <laughs> yeah, that's great. But we were young. We're like, fuck it. Who cares? It's scotch. You know, we don't pay. Well, that's it. all. Blend, it's like blended whiskey. It's like Canadian yeah. whiskey. Just blended yeah. scotch. Yeah. That's that's what they are. And some of those are blended. That's what they were teaching us. The, yeah. You know, well, all Johnny Walker's telling blended. a story. Johnny's are all blended scotches, um, which is kind of crazy. So I mean, what's how's uh, Joe? How's the rest of your year looking? I mean, are you still looking pretty blank? You want to book me? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Making phone calls today. <laughs> what? So, so are you are you doing any travel for for the rest of December? Are you going to stay out in LA or? What, I'm what, going what? to Florida this week, this week, and then I'm back home. And then I don't know if I don't if you consider San Diego traveling, I'm going to do some spots down there. Where in Florida? That's, that's it. Orlando. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I'm flying into Fort Lauderdale and then me and my opener are driving up to a gig in Orlando. What when? Uh this weekend. Oh this I'm weekend. Even Wednesday night and the gig's Friday. Nice. Got it. What do you weekend. uh I, I I I was gonna try to get this question in for a lot of uh, our our comedians in the next couple of weeks was what do you think about New Year's Eve shows? I mean, obviously it is one of the, it can be some of the toughest rooms, but um, how do you feel about working on New Year's Eve? Uh, that's kind of how the whole Rose Bowl thing started was like 15 years ago, me and Bill were like, you know, we're not gonna go out of town and play somewhere. Let's just stay home and go to the Rose Bowl and relax. And then Bill blew up. So we started getting to get these really killer New Year's Eve shows. <laughs> like the wheel turn and stuff in town. So those are fun. He used to do those every now and then, like every couple of years. Um, I've done a couple since then, you know, decent shows. I don't know. I, I just kind of enjoy doing comedy. I enjoy them all. Are they, are they some of them shit shows? Yeah. But isn't every comedy on the verge sure. of being a shit show every night? So I don't know. They, they don't bother me too much. You know, the- I, 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 I it's that awkward 10 minutes when it's like, it's 10 minutes to midnight. Do you, do we stop now and bullshit for 10 minutes? And we, did we go right up to the, are we, I mean, one year we missed it. I missed it. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's I had the whole- shows people are like, you know, I don't know. I don't take anything that's like, none of these shows are the Mike Tonight Show appearances. So right. I don't really take it that seriously what happens. Uh, as long as the check clears, I'll go do it. But in general, I'm not just- <laughs> Stay home, you know. I mean, not stay home. I don't know. It depends. You, it, you get spoiled, you know. Oh, here's a New Year's Eve show. Here's two shows of Burr at the Will Turn. Like that, then you're spoiled. Then you're back at, you know, bananas. Wherever you want to say, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you obviously opening for Bill. That has to be, you know, obviously amazing to play to the size of those crowds on all those nights. And I mean, you used to open up for Lampanelli too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what? What's what's harder? Was it, is it harder for opening for Bill or was it harder opening for Lisa? Or is there someone else that you've opened for that's harder than them all? Um, I've opened for some hacks that were really hard to open for. <laughs> Anyone with a draw, I've opened some people that couldn't draw flies. You know? <laughs> that's really hard. Yeah. The car ride home when it's like you're hoping they pay you. Like, yeah, right. you know, it's easy. Playing the garden is pretty easy. Uh, 
Um, it, it works both ways. I think at the beginning, I was more intimidated to work with Bill because I respect his comedy so much, and I figured his fans would sniff out like that. It's kind of hacky, right? Um, but with Bill, the most I've ever done, you know, you do like fifteen to twenty sometimes. Sure. Um, so, so, but with Lisa, when I opened for her for years, um, I do a half hour. Wow. And, um, you know, after 15, 20 minutes, they're like, okay, you're cool, but where's Lisa? Right. So my last 10 minutes always be just closers. All my closers of Excel or so it'd be like people like, that's all, yeah, I, this is it, right? Yeah, I, I think that's it. Oh, another one. Oh, yeah, this is it. This is it. So, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. This is the finale. It's yeah. like a good one. That's true so hard. He fucking leaves. Um, <laughs> But with Lisa, though, it, I was more, and it really taught me to, it made me, I don't want to say bulletproof, but, you know, I, I play the garden of the former ever with Bill. I'm not nearly as nervous as I was. I'm a much better comic now than I used to be. But with Lisa, you'd have, okay, 5,000 fans. Right. And it's like, you know, back in the day, they were stern fans, yep. crazy nut jobs, people who wanted to be a part of the show. Yeah. Because Lisa, like, Oh, then I'll, I'll fuck over the opener. I want Lisa to come out and attack me. Just the energy was just either someone yelling Baba Booey, some black gay guy screaming, you know, all his bad words about himself. Like, I'm this, this, and this. And stand up. Yeah. You know, it was always kind of chaos. So I kind of had to tame all those people and, and usually had great sets. So, um, it was, it was, it was more free. I was scarier to open it for Lisa, to be yeah. honest with you. It's funny because I had, a, I had a, a, a conversation with Lisa. Uh, about openers, um, I don't know, a few months ago. And it seems like opening for her has to be intimidating for lots of reasons. It's all of those, right? And then she's, from what she said, you know, she has a reputation of not necessarily being the kindest to people that have opened for her or having the best relationship with people that have opened for her because of, you know, the way she explained it is, you know, a good opener knows the line between their role and then how they set up the, the headliner and she said she seemed to battle sometimes with with people that opened for her because they didn't necessarily understand where that line was um you know i i i i helped lisa write roasts and appearances um probably like five six seven years before i even ever opened for her wow and we just always had a great relationship and I know she has not had some great relationships with a lot of her openers. Right. Yeah. Um, she, she's that was not my experience whatsoever, right. and she only treated me the best. Right. Yeah. No. I would. I would. I, that, so. I so I really can't. I don't know what you know. I know. Like I know she was gonna say like I treat my openers like shit. Blah blah blah. She always treated me great. Right. And I, I don't. I mean, you know. And I think. And I think is a dichotomy of me being. You know, big, loud, brash Italian man. Right. As a, and so it's like I was totally not her. So yeah. I don't think there was any crossover or anything. Of, and I don't talk to the crowd. I try not right. to. Or yeah. so I think I was so different than her that I think. And you know, even though she's like Bartnick, you, you, I, the only person I ever let drink that works with me. And I always get my bottle of Crown every show. Right. And and she's like, and my whole thing was like, no matter how messed up I'd be, I'd never miss the bus. I never right. missed a plane. I never missed a car. So she never any complaints. It's like kill and be be on time. 
Right. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I would just... That's I, mostly comedy is big on time. You don't have to be funny. Just don't be late. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, my, my follow-up question everything was, what were some of those bad words that the black gay guy was using? <laughs> <laughs> John got to cancel somebody today. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, listen, Joe. Uh, I, I mean, I know you got to run, but I, I don't know. Uh, Greg, do you have I got, I got time if you go. If you got okay, cool. Questions. Perfect. Yes, I have time. Yeah. I just thought, I thought you had a hard out. But um, my thing is, so you're booking, so you're looking for work for, for, for January. How fast does work kind of turn around for you? Like, are you, like, for me, it's like at, booking at this club, I need at least a 90 day window for sometimes for people to kind of promote their shows. Like, like how fast are you kind of booking people out to, 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 to get good crowds for, for, cause you're, you're headlining obviously. I, I headline a lot of places. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I need like a month. I need, yeah. I need a month, you know, because you know, I think if you book so far out, people forget, Oh, I was going to come now. I forgot about it. It was, you know, I, I, yeah. I think, a, I think a month is good. You know, it, it's weird too because I, I kind of have to. I play fly by see my pants more because pre-pandemic I had like five lockdown places to stay in New York plus the two emergency ones. Now I only have the two emergency ones because I hate Gino Biscani's fucking cat. <laughs> <laughs> Gino's cat is so adorable, though. Uh, I don't know. That's the bisexual in you talking. That's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a game in talking. No, no straight guy likes that cat. I'll tell you. I don't like any cats, to be honest. Fucking uh, so, so wait. So you're not so so. Gino's out. So I mean. Well, no. I mean, I'll still stay with Gino, but he has to be there. Like the one time that he, I, he, I was gonna cat sit. I cat sat for him. Yeah. I was like, I'm naked and afraid. I'd lock myself <laughs> in his bedroom. And I wouldn't, I'd be starving and naked and I get my underwear, but I couldn't go into the kitchen because the cat would sit on the fridge and just wait to attack me. <laughs> I'd be dying of thirst. I'd have a beer or Coke in the fridge. I couldn't even get it. I'd just be like, I'm just staying, I'm locking. I would lock myself twice over. I'd lock it from both sides. So we couldn't figure out how to get in. <laughs> oh my God. That's, that's like a movie. <laughs> it's like, that's fucking crazy so, so i mean what's 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 the next i mean obviously you've uh you've got i know i know bill's got some dates coming back here to new york and things like that how do you find that balance would you rather take a headliner sh uh, you know headliner set over at the improv orlando rather than doing let's say i don't know two nights over at penn state with bill um if i have something on the books that is legitimately a, a gig i i i just always keep that gig and Bill wants me to keep it too. You know, he doesn't, right. you know, we're, we're not on scholarship. We have to get, make our own way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, I learned that with Lisa. I love that line. I love that line, by the way. <laughs> I learned it with Lisa. Like she got on a, the apprentice and I lost like six, six weeks of work. So I ended up working out because I ended up just going to San Francisco and crashing in Seattle and crashing. So that was like my last album was all from just my six weeks of sitting there writing jokes, getting on stage every night. But, uh, you know, I, I like a balance. I like, you know, I like kind of like two weeks of a month with Bill, if I luckily can get that, and then two weeks with me. Kind of my, my, the way to do it for me. Right. That, I mean, that's, it's a pretty good balance if you can get, you know, those two weeks because you're obviously, you know, playing with Bill. You're, you're, I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine what the smallest crowd he plays these days is, but it goes all the way up to 20,000, 18,000 at the Garden. Yeah. 
No, so I mean, it, yeah. So, so the no, follow-up it, on that it, is it varies. Though. I mean, sometimes I'll get three in a row and then nothing for four months. So it right. really balances out. But that's like usually if he's on a, if he's going, um, if he's steadily working, that's usually kind of what it breaks down to. So, knock on wood. Do you? So why LA then? So why not New York and or why not? Oh, I know. Kentucky? Believe me, that's a question. But I asked myself. I finally like. I remember David tell twenty years ago, twenty, I don't know, twenty-two years ago. You got to move to New York. You got to move to New York. And it took me like. But you know, then my we, I had my daughter, and it was like I don't want to be broke in New York with a kid. Yeah, LA is just right. easier, and a lot of good things are happening. And then I was down here, everything's happening, and it, and until finally, like he, he absolved me of my sins. He's like, Ah, you're doing good here. Don't worry about it. <laughs> For like five years, I thought I let the king down. Like, oh my god, I let the king down. <laughs> the worst was when I'd be touring, uh, either with Lisa or by myself or whatever, and Natal would be like in the club over or in town or somewhere. I'd be calling him and calling him, and I'm like, he's not calling me back. I'm getting all butthurt. And finally, my wife goes, Bartnick, he doesn't want to drink. The last person he wants to see is you. And we're, I mean, we're, I mean, we're still friends. You know, we've had conversations since then, but it's like, yeah, I get it now. So I love the king. The king is the king, you know. I can't wait for Joe. I cannot. I can't wait till you're in town because you, me, and Gina are gonna have a great time. <laughs> I'm not coming into the city that week. Yes, you are. You're coming and you're buying at least two rounds. <laughs> no problem. So, so, so John, you're the you're, you're the booker of, of you're the booker. No, John, I'm is. the chief of staff. Yeah, John. Oh, chief right of staff. On. Yeah. So off, like I, I control the. Yeah, I control the booking. Um, I've got, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm a booker. If I was the booker, I'd be booking three shows a week. You know, it's tough. It's tough in New York. You know what I mean? You know, we used to be, uh, you know, the place to be uh, at Stand Up New York. And listen, we had some good attrition when we did like 500 park shows during the pandemic. But um, we're doing more and more produce shows here. So programming is key. So, you know, uh, we kind of pivoted a little bit. We understand that, you know, the seller is a machine and the stand is kind of a machine as well. So our idea is to kind of be that um, we're fine with being number three. You know what I mean? Our idea is to really try and bring up uh, up and coming comics. And I'm not talking about open micers, but yeah. we're looking at specifically those comics that, you know, have a one credit on, let's say, Colbert that we can kind of do them warm-ups for you know i mean infamously amy schumer used to sit at that place over there and write jokes you know what i mean let's find that next person um yeah. so that's been my idea and, and kind of our mindset in the last couple yeah of my years. last time i was there i was supposed to do one with all things comedy they had it was like a wine guy and he canceled i remember yeah that. yeah yeah no it's it's fine it's like and and we're, we're very open with i'm very open with the audience uh about about how it is i mean listen pandemic was great i mean everyone's like oh you did 500 park shows yeah we didn't even break even on that shit. you know what i mean we paid every single comic regular club rates to do 10 minutes in the park you know i mean it was great everyone was working and we but you know we weren't making any money uh, off of it so now we're back in house and we got to pivot to some things and listen do i have to fucking book a TikToker here and there to get some you know some 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 asses and seats yeah i do but the same time i can do that and be able to you know on a friday night be like hey joe do a quick spot and let's go hang out with gina <laughs> yeah i mean you know it's now it's tiktokers when i started it was oh my god this they you know they book a ventriloquist or they book a hypnotist 
Yeah. There's always or there's someone so is someone from Young and the Restless. You know, yeah. every era has a has a hook to get people in the seats. You know, it's yeah. like you know, there's no there's no crime and in that. The, it's the Upper West Side. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these, like the 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 Met is right here, obviously. So if they want to see comedy, they'd rather go see like Ali Wong at the Beacon. But sometimes we get them. You know, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of neat shows. Like we're doing a Jewish show tonight. You know, Elon Gold sold out four nights. Uh, Modi sells out a bunch over here. But yeah, we're just pivoting and trying to figure out what we can do. But it's those weekday shows that are able, we're able to kind of like do like a show for like only 60 people on a Friday or Saturday and stay afoot. The the Jews have it right. They're already like halfway through Hanukkah. Like they're getting this holiday shit done already. <laughs> <laughs> it's like perfect. <clears throat> Why it can't is. we think of that? Like that capitalizing yeah, let's on have that. Thanksgiving, Christmas the same weekend. Let's get it over with. <laughs> it would be great. It would be so good to not prolong it, but retail will never let it happen. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's funny because I, I actually, my, my main business is, is related to retail. And every year there's a conversation that goes around with some big retailer about the extra day you might get between in month of October for Halloween right? Where everything pivots around, are we going to have an extra Saturday for Halloween so they could sell more stuff? It's really sick. It's sick. It's sick. It sounds like it. I I, I was just shocked because I know I was right at the beginning at, you know, it was the Hilton was all decked out for Christmas and it was like, uh, I'm not ready for the Christmas tree. I know it's crazy. So how for your podcast, right? The the puck off, right? Which yeah. is your podcast. But every single day you recap the night before his hockey games on your inst- on your socials. Yeah, it's been like five and a half years now. You, you know how it started? Um the Hall of Fame announcer Mike Lang. He's, right. he's a Hall of Famer. He like invented every saying that you know in hockey. That that's his. He was a Pittsburgh announcer. He's a le- he just retired this year. I'm I do a re- weekly radio spot in Pittsburgh. And I was there in studio one time and he goes, and he's like, Oh, Joe Bartnick, I heard good things about your podcast. So I'm, I'm just like, Oh, ah. and he goes, how many days a week do you do it? I go one. He goes, what do you do the other six days of the week? And I was like, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I guess I should do something. And then even the hall of famer says something, you do it. So I started doing it like six years. I can see in the Facebook memories, like, Oh my God. Like wow. that was like six years ago. Yeah. So how, I mean, do you, how much hockey are you watching? Like, are you, what are you, I mean, I, I've watched, you know, I see it of course, but what, how are you like getting up in the morning and being like, all right, this is what I'm going to do on, you know, the two minutes I do my video in the morning. You know, I basically watch, I TiVo the NHL on the fly every night. That's like my homework. And when I wake up, I'll Did have my you coffee. say TiVo? Yeah. No? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> Well, isn't it like you co- – I didn't say record. I could have said, you know, re- I don't know. T- yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, John. <laughs> What's the proper term, John? What what, what are all yeah, the – John. What, 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 what are the young bisexuals calling it? Yeah. Is it DVRing? Is, is there some something else yeah, yeah, going D- around grinding? DVR it? Yeah, I DVR'd it. I mean, TiVo. That, that seems harder to say than TiVo. I can't yeah. – DVR. That sounds like I don't a, even think TiVo exists that like anymore. Airport, that's like an airport in Iowa. I don't fly into. That's like We're saying that, that to me. That's saying Mac machine instead of ATM. Remember what was called Mac machine? Yeah, I like that better. Yeah. <laughs> oh cool, man. You know how many times I left my Mac card in because I was so happy. 
every Thursday, I was like the Mac machine next to my drug dealers. It's like I left them there like three times in a row. <laughs> and as you just go to the bank and get it the next day, like every every Friday morning, I'd like the same lady. Here's your card. I'm like, right back. <laughs> So, okay, so you TiVo the the NHL recaps the night before. Right. But usually I, I just look at my phone and see the scores, and I and I check, like, who had a, if someone had a hat trick or a shutout. And I always pick the pe- – I always do the Penguins if the Flyers lose and yeah. the teams I like. You know, anytime I can get, like, the I like the Blackhawks, I like the Bruins, like the guys like the Rat or Pasta Man, or someone scores in overtime, I make a big deal. Right. I think I can kind of make it a little bit, you know, a little more interesting to me. And uh, everyone always likes the two seconds that I stare and try to see when it turns on or not. Right. And uh, my friend Molly, who books all the punchlines, she sent Mal Madrigal. She she clipped like 50 of the best ones of me different places, like <laughs> staring at it. That's what used to make it interesting before yeah. the COVID was I'd be like on a, top of a building in, in in new york then i'd be like in europe then i'd be like you know in san francisco yep in covid it was just like here's me on my couch yeah the damn scores all right so when you like have you seen since you've been you know on on the road in some of these massive venues is your podcast like are you seeing new people on a regular basis like hitting your socials after a show at the garden or you know red rocks or anything like that like can you tell how many you know what the re- what the conversions are and and how many people are you know i mean it's different? kind of sad when you think when you think about how i'll you know have a real how oh I'll, I'll say i crushed at the garden i'm not afraid right. to admit, I'll, I'll say it. uh anyone to get like 15 new twitter followers Right, <laughs> you know, twenty thousand. Yeah, yeah. I more, more, more people follow me if like Bill says like, Barnick was naked in the hotel lobby on the podcast. <laughs> like more people follow me on stuff like that, or right. they put a clip of me up. Yeah, I mean the, I can tell when Puckoff's going good when there's more buzz on the street about with me. It's it's like if the Rangers are good or the Blackhawks are good. Those are such big media markets that that's right. where. When I'm in New York, people are like, oh, puck off. Yeah, right. I just listened this week. But if their teams are out of it, it usually it's hard to get people to listen because it's like hockey is very your team oriented for a lot of people. When right. we first started puck off at nine and a half years ago, we were on this huge podcast network. They had like Jillian Michaels and all these like famous people. And we were the hockey podcast. So we were so huge at that point because there were very few podcasts and we were a national podcast. Right. Then all of a sudden, in the last nine years, every team now has their own 50 podcasts. And yeah. Everyone has a podcast now. So we got a little share. We're like one of the highest rated podcasts that isn't like from a famous right. hockey expert. So yeah, yeah, we're yeah. doing okay. Yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, I think it's very funny. I You know, as your socials and stuff. I'm just curious when, you know, what the how that you know what what you see off of doing like really big shows if if it is but i i would think that you know like the rogan effect you know when guys go on rogan all of a sudden you know their socials blow up you know and they talk about right. it the next day. well you know what in, in a way the one thing that's kind of hurt my career in the sense that ever since covid happened kind of a year before covid happened burr got too big for the meet and greets right and that's really where with Lisa, I made so many friends and fans or real friends is that line. Yeah. Because they want to meet Lisa, but those, I'm right there. They'll buy my CD and they'll talk to me. Yep. 
waiting to see Lisa. And that's when, when, when Bill was, you know, when less smaller and pre pandemic, when we'd have meet and greets, that's when I'd meet fans in the right. line. Yeah. And that seemed to hurt me as far as meeting, making new fans. Right. Yeah. I used to have a thing like I'll, I'll whatever, if you sign my mailing list, I'll sign this or whatever you want. And that's how I got so many emails uh, with, right. with Lampanelli. And then, you know, when you take a picture with people, then they're your fans. Totally. Like, oh, I met Bill Bartnick. He's really, he's as big and drunk as we thought he was. <laughs> but then with COVID and Burr, then there's 20,000 people. So he can't go out there. So like, I'll go out sometimes, but it's not the, you know, people yeah. are cool. But right. then with COVID, they don't really want us going out and meeting people because then we can bring it back to him yeah, and totally. the kids. So that's whole COVID bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, this was uh, a ton of fun, but we have to get to like our, our money shot, John, which is all about food. And we know that that's going to, going to make you smile already smiling. So <laughs> I, before we get to the, get to that, I'm just curious, like of all the places you've been, do you have any favorite restaurants? I mean, you must. So like, what are some of your favorite spots to eat? Could be good. Like, Taco stands could be five star. Um, well, you know, my some of my favorite places, to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think. It's like I did too many edibles over Thanksgiving, I swear in my brain. Um, I'll tell you, uh, Big Al's Italian sausages, uh, Italian, Italian meat, Italian beef, yeah. Italian beef in Chicago, the Hell Knicks, yeah. the Knicks roasted pork in Philly. Yep. Yeah, the Knicks roasted pork. I'll tell you. Uh, in in Delco County, where my sister lives outside of Philly, they have these things called pretzel uh, uh, breakfast pretzels, and it's bacon, egg, and cheese inside of a soft pretzel. Oh, I almost strangled my brother. Like, why have you taken me here the last ten years? Like, it was incredible. <laughs> uh, there was a, a Pika's, I think Pika's pizza outside of Philly, which I guess Jimmy Fallon and Tina Fey had on Tonight Show like the legendary from uh, Philly pizza. That was really good. Um, I like Joe's pizza and the slices, you know, on 16th and then the one by the cellar. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I kind of like that kind of food. His sit down. I mean, <laughs> steaks. Oh, uh, what's the Gibson's in Chicago for yeah, steaks. Yeah. That's or, or dessert cake. at the end. <laughs> yeah. Gibson's, Gibson's, they have that like uh, that big dessert. It's like a oh. big like chocolate ball, and they crush it on uh, the ice cream. Man. Yeah, I got the cherry pie. I still have a picture of it on my phone. <laughs> yeah, that, Gibson's, I, yeah. you know, the first time I ever went to Gibson's, I didn't. I was I went for steak. I did not know what dessert was gonna be. So, I, you know, of course, you see them bringing out dessert, and I'm like, is that for like an entire table? And they're like, no, that's like an that's your piece of pie. And I'm like. <laughs> That little old lady is not going to eat that four pound piece of cheesecake. <laughs> like, right. no way. and it, I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, Gibson's is great. What, um, I've just been lucky, lucky enough to eat a bunch. I've, I've had so many good steaks in the last like 15 years because that's when Lisa was married to Big Balls. At, at <laughs> night after every show, we'd go get a steak. It was the wow. best. That's awesome. Big Balls is the best. God bless them. What, um, have you, do you go to, um, st uh, Smokehouse in Burbank ever? Oh my God, the smokehouse. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite places to take tourists or visitors is the smokehouse. You go in for lunch, you get a steak burger. It's like a burger. It's like, it's like the, the, the meat that they didn't use the night before, but it's steak and they put crispy onions on top. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I, I love it. I love, I love that place. I took John there uh, over the summer. Cause I was telling him about how great the steak sandwiches are. 
right? And okay. I'm like, just trust me. Like, th- this will probably be the best steak sandwich you, you you ever have. Like, true steak sandwich, not a Philly cheesesteak. Like, a true right. steak sandwich. And I, I don't know. How many did we have, John? <laughs> we had three. We had three sandwiches we polished off. Plus, we had dessert. Plus, we had coffee. We were having, we were having drinks and coffee uh, with um, uh, Randy Bellerio. Um, who oh my goodness, Chef Randy! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's impossible to have a bad time with Randy. He's uh, so great. He's actually going to be in town at the end of the month. I'm looking forward he's, to seeing uh, him. Yeah, he's going to be when the you're in town. <laughs> <laughs> we got When you're in town, we got to go to Joe DeRosa's new place. He's got a new sandwich shop. That he I know. Up. I heard. I saw. It was, yeah, it's incredible. It's. Uh, I mean. It's fa- I mean, like I tried it at the stand, the sandwiches over there, and they were fucking out of this world. So I'm all, I'm excited because it's also like this kind of divey bar that he has kind of set up. So I'm pretty stoked to see what. Where he's is got it, John? I saw it on on socials. Is it in it's, Brooklyn? It's Lower East Side. It's, Lower East no, it's in Lower East Side. Yeah, I mean, so he uh, it's, owns it's, a bar and the sandwich shop. Same place. So it's a same. it's yeah, it's the same place now. Yeah, yeah it's a but small he owns little both of them. bar. Yeah, I mean, he's. Uh, I think he's an investor with one of the guys from, uh, from the stand. Actually, yeah. Speaking of uh, stand, speaking of stand, you know, the uh, Chris Italia turned me on to the roast beef sandwiches or prime rib sandwich in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, and never had ridiculous. it. Ridiculous. They Wait, are what absolutely. I remember. I, 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 when my gal was here, I'm like dragging my dead leg up those stairs to get. To bring it to my buddy, I go, no, because you can't even walk and go, you got to try these sandwiches. <laughs> I went down to Wait, Joe, food. you have Dude. gout? Oh, yeah, I've had gout, yeah. Dude, I just had a flare-up fucking last week. Oh, my I God. I heard about what it every fucking... day. Every oh, day. My... Oh, it's it's my it's like my favorite. It's my best opener is my gout jokes. Oh, my God. John was We're like soul me, brothers. He, John was sending me pictures of his feet, and I'm like, dude, you need to just make an OnlyFans for your gout feet. <laughs> <laughs> but that steak <laughs> with Casper Garden is, I believe, is from the same butcher that makes them at Yankee Stadium. So when the new Yankee Stadium opened up, they they do this. They have a, a butcher stand, like a true like bloody butcher stand that just yeah. makes steak sandwiches. And it was the best steak sandwich I ever had in my entire life. It, it was, yeah, it's mm. an incredible sandwich at Madison Square. It's like, yeah. I, I was telling Natalia, it's worth buying WNBA season tickets. <laughs> <laughs> just to go and get that sandwich. I have not, I, I got to go and get the sandwich. Know that Federoff's, which is my favorite uh, Philly cheesesteak sandwich in New York, Federoff's is a, it's a place in Brooklyn. They just opened a stop in Barclays as well, which is awesome. They do the pulled, they do the roast pork with broccoli rob, just like the Knicks does over there. Oh, yeah. um, but they, but they do whiz on their cheesesteaks over there with the fried onions. So, oh, see, I never expect concessions to be good in New York. Very State. rarely. I always think very, like Aramark is gonna like have it, own it. Very, yeah, very. You got to get. The, I used to know what section it was in, but I forget now. But I, I, I don't know what. I, I'll sniff it out when I come back to the garden. Fuck yeah. Can't wait. Fuck I gotta get, yeah. It's so funny when I was at um, uh, Islander Puckoff uh, fan of, of mine, he is Islander season tickets and he's all like, oh, well, next time you're, when you're if you're, you're going to be in New York, you know, like three months ago, he's like, you're going to be here the 29th or whatever last Friday was. I go, I'm like, ah, no, I don't think so. You know, don't let those, you know, give them to somebody who wins them. I'm literally sitting in Newark Airport and I see like the Penguins morning skate. I'm like, I was here today. I could have went to that game. <laughs> but then I thought, you know what? I don't want to be in Gino's house with that fucking cat. Yeah. Be- <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> well, yeah. on that note, Joe, what uh, we always ask, we always close, and we ask our uh, our guests, um, you know, because we mostly it's comedians, and you guys are traveling all over, but um, you know, this is a holiday weekend, so I'm going to kind of open this a little bit more. What was the best thing you ate this month? Uh, this month, where the hell have I been? Um, Can't be chicken wings in Newark. Uh, no, <laughs> um, you know my daughter slash my wife makes killer chicken parm. Ooh, really? Uh, I had yeah, I had chicken parm last night. I had some for lunch too. <laughs> I'm gonna have some for dinner. I could eat chicken parm every single. It drives my wife crazy. Like, I could eat every single meal. I'd never complain. What are they so doing my wife here? Slash my daughter's chicken parm, probably number one. Uh, I was somewhere. If I look at my, are we calendar, doing like? Are she, is she doing like the four C uh, breadcrumbs with like Parmesan cheese? Like, is she making her own breadcrumbs or? Yeah, everything. Ho- everything's homemade. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. So she taught. She taught my daughter well. Uh no, but I was. In, I was just in some killer restaurant. Where the hell was I? I forget, man. Wherever it is. If no. I looked at my calendar, I could probably figure it out. But... <laughs> Don't worry about. Oh, it. oh, with um. Ah, I can't think of it. And the edibles. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Joe, dude, thanks so much for hanging out with us today, dude. Oh, thanks for having me. Anytime, anytime you need some shit stories. Great. (laughs) We're we're always good for shit stories. Yeah. All right, man. Have you back. Anytime you need some good drug stories, give me a call. (laughs) Well, (laughs) whenever, whenever you're in town, dude, we'd love to have you at the club and we'd love to fucking... I'll, I'll fight Gino's cat for you. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need backup. I, I used to leave brooms around the apartment to hit him with. Hit her with. And like, what? I, I used to leave one in the hallway so I could get in the door. It's like fighting the tiger. John will John will fight. Well, I'll, 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 I'll be on the East Coast in February, so uh, give Same. me your number or whatever. Yeah, I'll shoot it over to you. Yeah, I'll shoot it over to you. Uh, do we have an email for, for yeah. Joe? Well, yeah. Yep. It's it my the... name. At, it's my name at Hotmail. It's like it's, I'm, I'm the TiVo of Hotmail. <laughs> <laughs> At least well, it's my there. name with Hotmail. I'll be like, why do you still have Hotmail? It's like everyone, it's so easy. You can tell any idiot customer service person from Indonesia, what's your email? My name at Hotmail. It doesn't get any easier. Yeah. <laughs> At least I mean, my, my, my old one it's was not an uh, AOL address. Yeah, that, that was my old one. It was it was uh, hot guy thirty six Abercrombie and Fitch at AOL.com. <laughs> <laughs> and on that. But note. listen, Joe, we'll catch you out here in February. Fucking let's do it up. Thanks. Guys, right on, thank guys. you so much for joining us. See you guys. Thanks, Joe. Have a Thanks, good one. Thanks, John. Thanks, Craig. Bye.